Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Harrop. I've been in different leadership positions over the last 10 years. And the most fulfilling part of what I do is when I help other women within the workplace get promoted, which is why I started coaching in 2019 and helping women who weren't in the same company as me. If you wanna grow within your current role, be seen as a leader amongst your team and eventually get promoted, this podcast is for you. I focus on confidence, self-awareness, communication, growth mindset, networking, and more. If you're ready to believe in yourself and take that action, you're in the right place. Let's go. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Next Level Leaders. I wanted to talk to you about how to prepare for a phone interview because I feel like a lot of people think it's not that big of a deal, but there are certainly things that can help your phone interview and there are things that can hurt your phone interview. So I'm going to link an article that I found online that I thought was really helpful, breaking down a lot of the basics. This one is 25 to prepare you for your phone interview, but I wanted to go over kind of the gist and some of my experience as well. So when you get a phone interview, oftentimes that is the first step to having that someone at that company check on you to see if you're a right fit for the role, obviously. But it's kind of a call to fill you out in a sense of how you'll respond, how you'll get along with the person that you're speaking with. Is it a great conversation? Does it feel forced or awkward? You know, sometimes you know you're just going to have that natural chemistry and other times you don't, and that's okay as well. First and foremost, I want to tell you that if you don't make it past the phone interview for a company, that's okay. You're not meant to get to the end stage with every single company that you apply for, because first of all, that would be exhausting. And you'd have so many choices that likely aren't even a good fit for you anyway. So why waste all that time and energy? In my experience, I have certainly been turned down many times from phone interviews and You know, while that can be difficult in the moment thinking, oh, I'm a career coach. I help coach people through this. I help prepare people for this kind of thing. I've performed phone interviews as a hiring manager. So I've been in all different aspects of this process. And guess what? I'm still told no. I'm still turned down from that next step in the process. So I want you to know it's totally okay to get turned down from these phone interviews I love what one of my girlfriends says, rejection is a redirection. And that piece of advice will always stick with me that it's getting you one step closer to the next right thing for you. And oftentimes we don't know that in the moment. There were plenty of companies when I was applying back earlier this year for a full-time job, I was thinking, oh, I really love this company. Oh, I could really see myself at this company oh, I know I would be such a great leader at this company. But then I was turned down in the phone interview stage and I thought, oh my gosh, did I not, did I not do this? Did I not do that? Where did I mess up? And you know what? You could still have a very great phone interview and still not be a right fit for that company. And that's okay. It doesn't help you to go into kind of a whirlwind of what could I have done better or what, should I have done? Or I bet it was maybe this, or I 
think it might've been that, you know, it's helpful to have some self-awareness. So sometimes if there's an opportunity I've mentioned in previous episodes, check your local laws, of course, but in Utah, you can record the conversation without the other person knowing. And I would recommend that in these situations to improve your self-awareness. How was that call? What maybe could you have done better? And if you feel like you showed up as your authentic self in that interview and you wouldn't have changed anything, there's nothing that you could have done and let it go, right? The faster that we can move on and let go of what's in the past, we can start focusing more on what's ahead of us. And I say that because I've been in that exact position where I thought, oh, I know I'm going to be so great with this company. I was envisioning myself at that company, working in that environment, all the things. And then I was turned down in the phone interview screening. So that's hard. I want to acknowledge that it's hard. It doesn't make it any easier to get turned down that early versus later on. It's different kinds of hard, but I want to at least acknowledge that first and foremost. There were times when I was interviewing and I didn't have daycare yet because I didn't have a full-time job. And I had Charlotte, my youngest, on my hip. She was supposed to be napping when I scheduled this call. She was not having it. And uh, I had to take the call with her being a little bit fussy. I thought if she's in my arms, she's going to be fine. She wasn't the whole phone call. The gentleman asked, you know, is it is now still a good time? I said, if you don't mind my toddler, I would love to, you know, get through this interview, not in those words, but I said, I'd love to still chat with you. And he said it was fine. Obviously it wasn't the greatest situation because Charlotte did end up being pretty fussy during that call and I was turned down and that's okay. But for the right company, I feel like maybe they could have seen me being distracted with my little one and then still being able to respond and stay composed in a very high stress environment. Sometimes unless you're a parent in that exact situation as the person interviewing me, maybe they didn't care very much, but for me, that was really stressful. So there are certainly different situations where it's not going to be the right fit and that's okay. So what can you do to prepare for a phone interview? Obviously making sure that you have the time and the date correct. Sometimes when people are scheduling interviews, I did this even recently when scheduling an interview, uh, I left off some of the people that were supposed to be in on the interview with me. And I checked it the night before and thought, oh my gosh, I almost forgot. Well, I had forgotten, but I almost went through with this interview without anyone else on the actual interview invite. So following up, fixing those errors, recruiters, HR people, hiring managers, we're all humans. We all make mistakes. So I would recommend when you're in that position of looking for work, that you double check. Are they calling you? Do they have your phone number? What's the date? What's the time? If it's a video interview, making sure there's a Zoom link or confirm that you're meeting over Google Hangouts or whatever those options are. It's always good to clarify, hey, I don't see a Zoom link. You mentioned possibly meeting via Zoom. Would you prefer to use the Google Hangout link? The last thing you wanna do is spend several minutes into your interview trying to get a Zoom link working or 
uh, a Google Hangouts. And obviously there are some things you can't test in advance, but at least knowing that it's there is making progress. So check those things. And when you are expecting that call, obviously trying to clear out any distractions as much as possible, background noise, of course, as much as possible. I think if you're saying, hey, I am a stay-at-home mom right now, I do have my little ones. I am trying to coordinate around their nap time. So this is the best time possible for me. But please know if they if if their schedule is slightly off for that date, it is possible. Would you still want to have the phone call then or would you like me to reschedule? For me, I felt it was best to go through with that interview that I did because it's a lot of time and energy to have a meeting scheduled and then to have it canceled last minute. Although I have done that. I canceled last minute. I believe I had maybe 30 minutes or less before my interview and my babysitter who uh, was watching my children for another interview I did. I had a couple interviews scheduled back to back. I got a text halfway through one of my interviews that said, my dog just attacked your daughter and I think she's going to need stitches. So obviously try to be as composed as possible for the next few moments, finishing up that interview and then responded to the next interview that there, I, I couldn't make it. I wasn't in the right headspace to do an interview after my daughter got a dog bite. So they were very understanding. They were even willing to reschedule for situations like that. Life happens it's best to have proactive communication than being late or missing it. And then saying, oh, I forgot, or, oh, I had something come up. I'm sorry. It doesn't look as good when it's after the fact. So proactive communication as much as possible. Something I would highly recommend is researching the company in advance as well. This I feel like is missed all too often. So schedule your different interviews with enough time to spend at least 10 minutes before your call or sometime before your interview researching the company. Find what their values are. Do they have a mission statement? What are they all about? If you can't tell me what this company does within a couple of sentences at the most highest level, then it shows that you're not really interested in that position. And I get it. For myself, I applied for many, many roles, many different positions. So when companies said, you know, why are you applying here? What are you most excited about? Initially, I thought, well, I'm applying because I need a job and it sounded interesting, right? But you need to up it a little bit with the excitement. And part of that can be done by researching the company and showing that you are interested in that role. If you're researching that company and you don't see yourself being a right fit and you aren't interested in it at all, you're not curious about it at all, it's probably not a good fit for you. And even if you make it far along in the process, it's not going to be a right fit. There's a company that I did that with where I got to the end stages and the people I interviewed with were so kind. But every time I went to the website to look into it further, to research things further, it was not vibing with me. It wasn't interesting enough for what I wanted to do for my next position. 
And I reached out and gave them some feedback that this isn't the role for me and wish them the best of luck in finding the next right fit for that position. And uh, they appreciated that feedback and asked for even more context if I was willing to provide it. So again, proactive communication and being clear about what you're looking for. It's okay if you're not a right fit, but don't waste people's time. I know we're in a stage of ghosting people and I'm not a fan of that. I think communication is very respectful and instead of burning bridges in the simplest form of not showing up and showing that disrespect, I think that uh, proactive communication as much as possible is very helpful. And then when you are on that phone call, right, you're expecting that phone call, you are not going to say hello. And they're saying, hi, is this Nicole? Yeah. Who is this? Right. We're going to say, you can certainly say hello, instead of saying this is so-and-so. I do like to answer on those types of calls. Hi, this is Nicole. And start the conversation there. There have been calls that I've done recently, reaching out to candidates and they'll say, hello. I say, hi, is this Sarah, for example? And she says, yes. Hey, Nicole, how are you? I'm so excited for this opportunity to speak with you. And that was a really warm introduction instead of saying, instead of waiting for me to say, hey, this is Nicole from this company. Are you still able to talk right now? So I figure out what that's going to sound like for you, because remember, if we don't practice it, sometimes we mess it up quite a few times before we get it right. I know that's true for me. So it's helpful to practice. However, you're going to answer that phone call and be prepared, be excited And one thing that is so, I feel like overlooked and undervalued is smiling on the phone call. People can tell if you are talking with a smile, maybe practice it with your friends, say, Hey, send me some different messages, do a voice message, for example, and do one where you're reading something. It could be any article you pull up randomly. And then Have them send you another one without you knowing which one is which with them smiling through it, taking breaks so that you're not smiling the entire time that you're reading the the phrase or the sentence paragraph, but that would probably sound weird in general. But when they are asking you questions, take time to breathe. It's something that, again, we forget about because we're so excited okay, I'm ready for this next question. It's coming. It's coming. Okay. I'm going to answer this. And then you're already out of breath by the time you start answering it. So take a moment and take those breaths. Remember to breathe while you're doing that phone interview and Hey, they don't get to see you on that other end. So have your notes, make sure to breathe, write out your introduction, whatever is going to help you feel most confident in that conversation. That's most important showing up as confident and as your authentic self. So taking those breaths, making sure that you're smiling throughout that conversation. So breathing and smiling, and you don't have to answer right away. As soon as they're done, take a breath, smile. That's a great question. Thank you so much for asking that, you know, buying yourself a little bit of time if you really needed it and then go into your answer. 
Something that's also helpful is taking notes, taking notes while you are talking with the person. I did this for every interview I had, whether it was a phone or a video, whatever it was, I was always taking notes and I let them know, Hey, I am going to be taking some notes as well. So it didn't look like I was distracted if it was a video interview, but on a phone interview, again, they don't know exactly what you're doing because it doesn't have video. So it's helpful to take those notes so that you can remember, okay, what's this person's name and say their name throughout the phone call, at least a couple times. If you do it too much, it's a little overkill and it can become insincere or doesn't come across as genuine. So be sure to have that self-awareness. How often can I say their name to show that respect that I know that I'm talking to this particular person at this company and then taking notes so that you can go back and reflect. Okay. So you mentioned earlier about this part of the company. I want, I have more questions. Can I ask a question about how you approach this with your customers or whatever that question might be. And one of the other things I wanted to mention is your salary expectations. Phone interviews can be a time where they might ask you what your salary expectations are. So be prepared for that conversation. Don't be caught off guard by not preparing a response. The most recent episode I released is about how to have that conversation around salary requirements. So if you aren't sure how to respond to that, I do not say, I don't recommend providing an actual number, even if they provide you a budgeted range. And within that episode, you'll hear why, and you can see if that feels right for you. Again, Everything I give you as advice is something that you can take on, fill it out. Does it feel right for me? Does it not? Okay, I'm going to go forward with something different if it doesn't feel like the right fit for me. Uh, As long as you have that awareness and learning how to tune into what's best and right for you is amazing. So if you feel like, oh, I'm not going to do what Nicole said here, more power to you. What else are you going to do? What What other route is better for you? Take that. I also have my resume up when I am doing my phone interviews. I'll sit at my computer and I likely won't type out my notes because I don't want them to hear me typing again, because that could come off as, is she working? Is she writing something out? Is she taking a lot of notes? I don't know. So I like to write my notes uh, on paper, but I will have my resume pulled up so that if they ask me, hey, tell me about yourself, tell me about your history, tell me about your recent work, starting with whatever position or whatever it might be, it is helpful to know what you are going to review. And even though you've worked those positions, Sometimes it's hard to remember exactly what you did within each role, unless you're looking at it, especially if you're going in order from oldest to newest. So it's helpful to have as a backup. And you might look at things that you want to say that you might not have said had you not actually seen your resume out there with you. If you need to print it out, great. That's helpful as well. If you want to have a little highlight of hey, this is what I did in each of these different roles. They have your resume right there. You don't need to go and reread your entire resume. 
It's a high level overview of what you did in that position and how it relates to this new job that you're applying for. So bonus points if you not only looked at the company in advance and understand more about what they do. And the extra bonus is if you have looked at the job description again before you are starting your interview and figuring out how you're going to compare your previous work history to the job requirements that are listed on the job description. How would your work at this company relate to what is expected within this role? And if you can tie it together, hey, so at this role, I did X, Y, and Z, and I feel it ties really well to this current job posting where you mention attention to detail is extremely important because of what I had to do in this role. Those types of phrases and connections are really helpful. And the last thing I'll say is to follow up. If you don't hear back on a phone interview that you're excited about, again, if this is a company you can see yourself working for, you're excited, you had a good conversation, make sure that you follow up with those recruiters. Sometimes they have all sorts of other job postings that they're working through. And if one gets prioritized over the other, you might not hear back as quickly as you might like. And it doesn't mean that the, that's the end of the road for you. However, it is important to follow up, show that initiative. You can ask them at the end of the phone call, hey, when do you think that I might be hearing back from you on the next steps? What does that next step look like? It's okay to ask those types of questions. And then you'll want to make sure that you're following up with them if they haven't followed up with you before then. So if they say by next Friday, they're going to follow up with you, don't reach out until at least Monday afternoon. Give them a little bit of leeway. Maybe it's Tuesday morning, but you definitely want to say, hey, I'm really excited about this position. I know you mentioned that you were going to follow up hopefully by Friday. I wanted to see if I could get an update, something like that. All right. I know I said that was the last one, but one more thing I wanted to know is to be prepared with some questions for the end of your interview. I don't care if these are the same few questions you ask for every single company that you apply for, but have a few questions that aren't really the super basics. Like how long have you worked for this company? Something you can find on LinkedIn. Tell me about your favorite thing at this company. Likely that's explained in the job description to a degree. People commonly say like the culture, the people, the difference I make. So you're not going to get a whole lot of information off of those types of questions. Truly think about what is going to help you make the right decision if you want to proceed with this company. It's a two-way street. You want to make sure that you want to proceed in this as well. You could say, tell me what feedback looks like at this company. You could keep it pretty generic. If they want to ask you more questions to get more granular, great. Do you mean feedback between you and your leader? Yeah, sure. That would be great. What does that look like? Or what does feedback in general look like across different teams or between the highest leadership and the entry-level team members? Getting further information to see what the, what a right fit for you is. I know one that was more popular during the beginning of the pandemic was 
asking how their company responded to the pandemic. Uh, was working from home something that they embraced immediately? Was it something that was difficult for the change? What did that look like? Those are some of the questions that you might be able to ask. There is also a podcast episode I've recorded on my favorite interview questions that you're welcome to check out as well. And you could certainly Google candidate questions to ask in an interview. And the further along you get, hopefully the more detailed your questions get to, again, help you decide if you're the right fit for this role. I can always appreciate if someone removes themselves from the process because they recognize it's not a right fit for them. Even though the pay might be great or the company might be great, whatever it is, something's not feeling right and they don't feel right about moving forward with that company, I respect that when someone can communicate that and to acknowledge that because I feel like what happens is as soon as we need a job, we start applying for positions and the soonest someone gives us an offer, we take that position and we start with that company. Well, if we didn't ask any questions to help us better understand what would my relationship be like with my boss? If you are in anything above entry level and you're not interviewing with your direct supervisor, I would certainly ask, is there a way that I could have, you know, an, a quick introduction to my potential leader or uh, what would that potentially look like? Is that doable? Have you done stuff like this before with other candidates and see what the options are and you make the decision. Does it feel right for me to start with a company where I have not had any interaction with my leader? We know that most people quit bosses. So if you don't have any sort of an initial foundation with that leader, that could be interesting. I'm not saying it doesn't always work, but it's something to be thoughtful of, right? So plenty to think about. And I'm sure people thought, wow, I didn't think that preparing for a phone interview was that difficult. And it certainly doesn't have to be, but these are things that you can take into consideration and it becomes a flow for you. And maybe one tip helped you. Oh, I didn't think about smiling. I didn't think about slowing down my breathing so that my answers come across confident and not rushed or sounding like I'm unsure because I can't breathe. I will link the article that I found through Indeed that I found helpful as well to give you additional context if you would like. And I wish you the best of luck in all of your phone interviews. See you next time. Thank you for tuning into another episode of Next Level Leaders. If today's episode resonated with you, I would love for you to check out my career journal that I created that has over a hundred unique prompts to help you take action and work towards getting that promotion in your career, helping you feel more confident, improving your self-awareness, increasing that communication, expanding your growth mindset, and helping you to proactively network. This is action-oriented and will have space for you to write in the journal itself of what you're working on, what progress you're making. I know it can be so helpful to any woman in the workplace who wants to grow in their current role, even if you're not getting promoted, but it certainly will help you be more prepared for those growth opportunities in your life.
I would love for you to check it out. The link is in the show notes and you can also find it over on my website, www.nicoleharrop.com. Thank you so much. See you next time.